College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and to break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in the show, we will be joined by Kansas State head coach Bruce Weber as we give you our Big 12 offseason breakdown. We'll cover the league from soup to nuts. Want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on iTunes. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a review, let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And also send me your college basketball related questions on Twitter as it relates to the Big 12. I'm at John Rothstein, that's John J-O-N. Today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And Geico offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? Geico's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. How about homeowners or renters insurance? You bet Geico's got you covered. Go to geico.com today and see how much you could save. That's geico.com. Well, we have been doing these previews of these conferences week by week, and we are now at the Big 12. And when you talk about the Big 12, you have to talk about Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks, winners of 14 consecutive Big 12 regular season titles, and there is no reason to think that somebody other than Kansas will wind up winning the Big 12 regular season title next season. But I think I'm going to take this a little bit further. I think you're going to see a Kansas team right now that's going to be as talented as any Kansas team that Bill Self has had since becoming a head coach in Lawrence. And I think I'd even go to the point that when you split the atom on this roster, the second team for Kansas next season has the chops, has the personnel to get an NCAA tournament bid. And let's look at this roster right now. You have what a lot of people think is the Big 12 Player of the Year in Memphis transfer, Diedrich Lawson. You also have a player in Quentin Grimes, a freshman, that a lot of college coaches told me over the summer could wind up being pound for pound, inch for inch, the best player in college basketball. There's three transfers coming into this program. You have, obviously, Diedrich Lawson. You have his brother, KJ Lawson. You also have a grizzled veteran guard in Charlie Moore. And then you welcome in, obviously, two freshmen are going to have a chance to start, Devin Dotson and Quentin Grimes. And you're also going and add a big man up front in David McCormick, a who should play major minutes next to Udoka Azubuki. But what about the rest of this roster? You have returning experience from the Final Four team and guys like LeGerald Vick, also Mitch Lightfoot, Udoka Azubuki, Marcus Garrett. And I think when you look at this collection of players right now, you're looking at a second five, however it's constructed, that has a chance, along with Silvio D'Souza, who I didn't mention, to get an NCAA tournament bid. That is why 
I still see a league with no bottom. I still see a team, okay, in Kansas at the top. But in between, you're going to have a lot of competitive basketball. And that's why you know, the Big 12 top to bottom is always the most competitive league in college basketball. But why do I think this league this year is going to be Kansas and everybody else? Because Kansas is going to have, again, a second team that can get an NCAA tournament bid. And in addition to that, they're a team that I think enters next season – as the team to beat in college basketball. Now, Kentucky fans aren't going to want to hear that, but Kentucky fans don't want to hear much of anything. And I want to touch on Kentucky for a minute because, as we know, the Cats wrapping up their trip in the Bahamas with a 4-0 record, and I loved Kentucky, really, I thought, you know, when I saw them in Lexington, but I am not going to be a person because they're Kentucky, who just puts them above of other SEC teams that have so much coming back. And I'm talking about Tennessee and Auburn. Tennessee returns 88.9% of its scoring from a team last year that won the SEC regular season title along with Auburn. Auburn returns five of its top seven scores, and it obviously is going to add a key transfer in Samir Dowdy from VCU and also add D'Angelo Purifoy and Austin Wiley. And look, I think Kentucky's got the chops to be a Final Four team. I think Kentucky is going to be in a situation where they're going to have a chance to compete for a national championship. But heading into next season, the one thing I think you have always found with John Calipari's great teams is elite guard play. Derrick Rose, John Wall, Tyreek Evans, Brandon Knight, De'Aaron Fox, Tyler Eulis. Who is going to be the primary point guard when Kentucky plays Duke on November the 6th. And that is a big reason why I have teams like Tennessee and Auburn ahead of them to start next season. Rhythm, chemistry, role allocation. That's what I look at. And I have no doubts that Kentucky can eventually get there. And I loved what I saw from the team in the Bahamas. But I always take stuff on foreign tours with a grain of salt. What is the competition like? Is there really adequate scouting? All those things. But again, and I'm making no bones about it, the team to beat entering next season is Kansas. Now, the second best team who went to the Elite Eight last year and lost to Loyola Chicago very well could be Kansas State. What does Bruce Weber have in store for the Wildcats next season? We check in with the Kansas State head coach when we come back on the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Kansas State has several important pieces back from last year's group that advanced all the way to the Elite Eight, and the head coach of the Wildcats, Bruce Weber, joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein right now. And Coach, when was the last time you had so many players back off a team that went so far in the NCAA tournament? Uh, probably my Illinois team in 0405, and and that, that season ended up pretty good. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited. Um you know, the the thing that's amazing from last year's team is that we overcame, you know, losing Kamal Stokes, uh, you know, second weekend of the, the Big 12 with a broken foot. And then, you know, get him back kind of have, I don't know, I, I would say probably at about 70% late in the season. But then Dean Wake goes down and we're still able to overcome that. And and, and reached the elite eight. So I, I think it was, it was great for our guys. We developed some new guys. Uh, we have great depth and, and, and we have a good group. That's that our chemistry, our leadership is as good as I've been part of. Now, were you personally surprised that you were able to win three NCAA tournament games with Dean Wade only playing eight minutes? Well, you know, I, we went, when you lose Kamal Stokes at the time, I think he was our 
leading scorer and our leading assist guy. And then, you know, he came back, but this is without workouts and probably, like I say, maybe 70% or less. And then you lose Dean Dean Wade, who's about 20 points a game. I just kind of challenged our guys in the tournament. I said, if we're going to win, we got to be the best defensive team in in, in the tournament. And if you look at the numbers, I know after the first weekend, um, we were we were leading in a lot of different a lot of different defensive categories. Uh, I think you know we did a great job against Kentucky stopping them, and even Viola they they made some shots, but it's not like they went crazy. So I, I'd say our defensive numbers were were there. Uh, I mean it, it was it was it was very rewarding for our guys. And as I said from from day one last spring, they had a great attitude. They stayed together. They hung together. And, and and the leadership of Barry Brown and Mason Schoen and are one of our walk-on seniors and and even Dean Wade as it went on, um, I think is the thing that really got us through. Well, you know it's interesting. You mentioned the defense. Your first three opponents in the NCAA tournament scored sixty points or less. They were all under sixty. But then Loyola Chicago scored seventy-eight in the regional final. Why were they so difficult to stop, Coach? Well, Richardson makes go six or seven from three, and he only had made one, I think, the rest of the tournament. So, you know, that's part of it. There's 18 points. You take, you know, that off of there, and now you're probably in the 60s. But they they just move the basketball. Um, if you look at the common denominator for all the teams that were in the Final Four, it's it's three-point shooting was important. It's it's assist turnovers was important and field goal percentage and 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 that you know that's why Loyola was able they went on a run and they made shots and and they guarded so well I think that was the the biggest thing we turned it over way too much um, they they defended you got to give uh, Porter a lot of credit uh, how good their defense was and their defense led to some offense and then they got cooking and and we just we didn't you know we didn't have answers for it it was disappointing. Now, you've been doing this a long time. As you reflect on last season, are you happy that you advanced the Elite Eight? Do you feel satisfied with that? Or do you look back and say, we missed an opportunity to get to a Final Four? Oh, we missed an opportunity anytime you get that close. And, and you know, it, it's, it's, it's sad. And, and the thing we talked to the players about since day one and after we got back and got going this way is that um, you don't know if you're going to have that opportunity. You got to keep getting better and prepare yourself. And, and you know whether it's there are a lot of good teams that had unbelievable seasons. Virginia uh, didn't get through the first round. Michigan State the second round. It's it's hard winning in the NCAA tournament is hard. So we you know we've just talked about getting better, and and that's been our whole thing individually, team wise. Um, they've worked very hard, and, and we got to get better so that you know we maybe give our self a chance to have that opportunity um, next March and, and April. Kansas State Coach Bruce Weber joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Wildcats advanced to the Elite Eight last season. Should be a top 15 team entering 18-19. Now, one of the interesting things from your vantage point was this, and I never haven't asked you about this since the season ended, but you beat a very good Creighton team in your first game, and then you're preparing for your opponent in the round of 32, and as you're preparing, you watch the greatest upset in the NCAA tournament in the history of the NCAA tournament unfold in front of you as you're scouting, probably thinking that regardless of what happens, we're going to play Virginia. What was it like after beating Creighton to watch all of that unfold as UMBC didn't just beat but routed Virginia? 
Well, you're first, you, you know, you got all the press stuff, the media stuff you got to take care of with the NCA. So, you know, and the game starts and then you're, you know, the, we get on the bus to head back and, you know, it's, 16 to 16 and you know we know Virginia it's always low scoring you know you're going to be fine and then it's it's halftime and we're about to get back to the hotel and then you know the fans are all waiting and the families and that so you're you know kind of dealing with that excitement and then finally we go to the meeting room and I had told the players I said get something and go to bed you know watch the game and from your room but uh, there was no way we were in an embassy suites and it was, uh, you know, that wide open lobby and all the fans, family, everyone just stayed in there and watched the game. And I'm, I'm, I go and I'm starting to prepare for Virginia. And all of a sudden, one of the coaches said, Hey, coach, uh, UMBC's up five. And then it was 10. And then, it was, and so then we finally turned the game on. And, you know, it was, it was incredible. And I, I feel for Tony, unbelievable season. And he handled it with uh, such class. And, and Coach Odom, you got to give him credit. I mean, they they were prepared, and their kids played at a high level. So I I had to call a special team meeting about midnight uh, and say, come back down here, and it would just you know, guys, we we thought we were going to play Virginia, but here's here's we got these guys, and they're pretty good. They just kicked the one of the best, you know, a number one seeds, but and not not just beat them on a buzzer beater. They destroyed them in the second half, and. So we had, we had I think our guys reacted well. I, I, we got up in the morning, we got after it and prepared, and and we had a battle on our on our hands, and we had to play our butts off and found the way down the stretch to to get a win. Well, and obviously, what UMBC was able to accomplish was something that has never been accomplished in the history of college basketball. And other teams have won the Big 12 Conference in terms of the regular season, but it's been a long time. You have the type of team that it would look like, at least on paper, that would be built to win a Big 12 regular season title. Kansas has won the last 14. Have you broached that topic yet with your team? Well, you got to remember, we did tie in thirteen, and and yeah. so we we were part of a title. So they they've won a bunch. You got to give Bill and his staff and their players a lot of credit. I, even last year, it was I've been doing this forty years and been in the Big Ten a long time and seen some unbelievable conferences. But the, uh, the Big Twelve was the best it's ever been of any conference that I've been part of. And one through ten, it was it was incredible. Uh, and and for Bill to do that with probably not. You know they were good, but they didn't have their best talent. Um, you know you you, you got to give them credit. So we, you know, it's definitely one of our goals at the start of the season. You know, if you win the conference, you're going to have a good, especially the Big Twelve for the last five, right? Number one to, uh, RPI. Um, you know, as far as conferences go, um, you're going to have a high seed. So and that's you know that's what we talked about battling for the Big Twelve, getting a high seed, uh, giving itself the best chance to do something special in March. Well, you know, Bob Huggins, like you, has been coaching forever, and he has told me consistently over the last five years that the Big 12 is the hardest league he's ever been in. From your perspective, what's the biggest difference in coaching in the Big 12 versus, let's say, the Big 10? Well, I think the thing, and I've said it since the beginning, I, I still remember my first game at Oklahoma State, and Coach Lowry and I were sitting there, and, and all you know, Marcus Smart and all these dudes, and they're doing 360 dunks and stuff, and I think the elite athletes that we have compared to the, the Big Ten is, is amazing. you got great coaches. A lot of the coaches, you know, Bill Self, Lon Kruger, myself, uh, Coach Huggins came, you know, he had played in the, in the Big Ten, so he got some ties with the Big Ten. So you got great coaches just like the Big, Big Ten does. 
that have been Final Four coaches, a lot of them. Uh, so, you know, you got great coaches, you got unbelievable athletes, and, uh, you know, and your guys are scoring the basketball at a high level. They play hard and, and with athletes. Uh, so I think that's that's been the thing that's really uh, caught my attention. I know, I know Bob, he always, when he was our, uh, we had our league meetings a couple of years ago, and there were like three new coaches, and he said, hey, I've only been in this league a short time, but there's been a lot of change because this is the best league I've ever been part of, and you better brace yourself for it. And and, and he's right. It's it's amazing how, how good a league it is. Kansas State head coach Bruce Weber joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein Wildcats with everybody back from an Elite Eight team a year ago. Bruce, out of your returning guys, which one do you think makes the biggest jump? Well, you know, Dean Wade made a huge jump last year. Barry Brown made it. Um, I, I think, you know, one, we have so so much better depth, uh, you know, and guys like Xavier Sneed got a chance when Dean went down to really step up his offense. Mike McGurl, you know, as a freshman, he was going to redshirt. Kamal Sokes gets hurt in January. He says, I'll come out of redshirt. And he has a couple big, you know, moments for us now. He's got a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, so I, I – I, McCall Maureen had to, you know, blow out unbelievable performance against Kansas in the Big 12 tournament when Dean couldn't play. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure there's going to be one guy. I, I, I think a key will be Kamal Stokes and his progress, to be honest, because he's the one guy. He's our playmaker, and he can make, he can pass the basketball. And if, and if he takes the step and gets back to where he was, um, I think that could be a key for our season. Well, you know, you had mentioned already that this was the team that had the most returning talent since your Illinois team went to the final 16 in 2004 and lost to Duke. And then obviously the next year you lost in the national title game to Carolina. You had an unbelievable season. But the core of guards on this team, Stokes, Jara, Barry Brown, aside from Illinois in 2005, is it potentially the best backcourt that you've had as a head coach? Yeah, it's very similar. We've actually had the guys since the spring start watching some of, you know, watching Derek Williams, D. Brown, some of the guys and what they did and and how they did it. Uh, you know, we were you know, when you talk about three point shooting, you talk about passing the ball, about movement. Um, all those things are things that we've emphasized with them. And and you know, as you mentioned, those three, and then you add Mike McGurl and Xavier Sneed to it. And the thing that people, Dean Wade, look at his assist turnover. 90, I think it's 95-44. I mean, you find a big man in the country that passes a bas- basketball like that and can put it on the floor and do some of those, those things. So, um, you know, I think that's, that's you know, there's no doubt. It's it's very similar uh, to to the group we had. And, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. We, we worked a lot this summer on playing without the basketball because we can only have one of them on the court. And we got a lot of good players, so the more you learn to play without it, uh, the more successful you're going to be and we're going to be. How much have you talked to the guys about no longer being overlooked? Because Kansas State, you know, probably in the preseason the last couple years, hasn't gotten the type of attention of a Kansas or a Texas or a West Virginia. How have you described to your team about preparing to be the hunted versus the hunter? Well, it's from day one in, in April when we got together. That's what we talked about. We had no agenda last year. We were about the team. We were picked not – we ended up in the lead eight. We were picked eighth in the, in the Big 12 last year. And we knew we weren't going to finish there. But, you know, and the players knew it. But, uh, you know, you're picked there. So now it's different. Now you're eighth in the country in a one poll. 
um, already. So it, it, you know, it's, it's different, but we got to focus on winning. We've had people come and speak to them, you know, guys from that deal with the NBA and, you know, one of the big stats and, and you know, it, look at Villanova national champions. How many guys got drafted, you know, so in the first round and, and, so the more, and the NBA guys will tell you, the more you win, the more exposure you get, the better chance you have of having individual exposure and success, and and it all ties in. So we we got to stay focused on team, um, and and having success. If we do that, uh, we'll have a we'll have a fun season. Bruce, you went to a Final Four 13 years ago, almost won a national championship, lose a really close game against Carolina, almost went back last year, and your best player, Dean Wade, wasn't at 100%. How much thought have you given to going back with this group, considering you almost went last year, and like you've said a couple of times, this is your best returning bunch since you went on that magical ride with Illinois? Well, it's, it's it, you know, there's no doubt we're excited about it, and but we since the beginning we've talked about getting better we got to be better and we can't be a team that's sad you know because we're not prepared to go against the zone i've told the coaches we gotta we gotta get better in everything what's going to get us through a, a tough game you know michigan state i talked to tom is all of a sudden you go against syracuse's zone are you going to be ready for that in the second game without preparation time you know all those things passing the basketball playing without the basketball and and that's what we worry about. I can't we can't worry about April. We we right now we got to worry about the first uh, workout we got next week when they get back to school and keep getting better. Well, Bruce, appreciate a couple minutes. Looking forward to covering your team as always and uh enjoy the rest of August before the gauntlet starts. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that and I appreciate you and and all that you do for college basketball and the support you've given us. <laughs> We'd like to thank Kansas State head coach Bruce Weber for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein on iTunes. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the project we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is brought to you by Geico. There's a quick way you could save money switch to geico all it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15 percent or more on car insurance and geico offers coverage for more than just car insurance got a motorcycle geico's got you covered got an rv covered got a boat covered how about homeowners or renters insurance you bet geico's got you covered go to geico.com today and see how much you could save that's geico.com and time now for our social media portion of the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein send me your big 12 related questions on twitter i'm at john rothstein that's John, J-O-N. And our first question comes right now from Eric Schneider, and it's, John, do you have Iowa State in the top four of the Big 12? And look, I'm going to unveil my Big 12 power rankings in just a minute, but right now I have Iowa State a little bit lower than that. I think they're going to be much better than last year. Obviously, you get Lyndall Wigington back. You obviously have Nick Weiler-Babb back, but I don't have them yet in the top five. Our next question comes from Andrew Hewlett, and it's, John, does Oklahoma go back to being a competitive team next season? And look, Oklahoma under Lon Kruger is always going to have a puncher's chance. You look, though, at Oklahoma, 
okay, without Trey Young. There could obviously be more of a balanced attack. You could have more guys sharing the basketball, but hard to replace Oklahoma's punch that they had last year with a true freshman who led the nation in scoring and assists. Now, our final question right now in our social media portion is going to come from Jayhawk for Life, and it's John. Is next season going to be Bill Self's Best chance since he won a national championship in 2008 to bring another national title to the Fog. Look, Bill Self has had many great teams at Kansas. One went to the Final Four last year. The team in 2010 with the Morrises that wound up losing to Northern Iowa was a great team. you got to remember, too, they had Xavier Henry. There was a lot of talented players on that team. And the one the, the very next year, okay, was in a situation where it lost to VCU. So a lot of different things going into this team, obviously. But I think right now when you look at this team, this team at Kansas, that has all the requisites, again, to be a special, special team in Lawrence. And now that we've got you set with all our social media needs, let's get to our news and notes portion as we break down the Big 12 from Soup to Nuts. We start with the Power Rankings. John's Big 12 Power Rankings. Number one is obviously Kansas 2 at Kansas State. TCU and Jamie Dixon at 3, West Virginia at 4, Texas 5, Iowa State 6, Baylor 7, Texas Tech 8, Oklahoma 9, Oklahoma State at 10. Now, who's my sleeper? John's Big 12 Sleeper. Going with Texas Tech, obviously big losses from last year's team that went to the Elite Eight. They're going to have to replace Keenan Evans as well as Zaire Smith, but Texas Tech with a couple of 50-year transfers. Tariq Owens, Matt Mooney also should be in play. I think can still be competitive and sneaky good in the Big 12. Also love Jarrett Culver to take a step. Now, time for the Big 12 Preseason Player of the Year. John's Big 12 Preseason Player of the Year. Going with Diedrich Lawson at Kansas, you know, a 19-9 and guy at Memphis. Everybody involved with that program is raving about Lawson. That's where it starts and ends for me. Now let's look at the other members of the Big 12 preseason first team. John's Big 12 preseason first team. Two from Kansas, obviously Diedrich Lawson and Quentin Grimes, the freshman Lindell Wigington from Iowa State as well, Dean Wade from Kansas State, and then my fifth member of the Big 12 preseason first team, West Virginia, Sagaba Kanate. Now let's go to the impact freshman. John's freshman to watch in the Big 12. Three from Kansas, Dotson Grimes, David McCormack, Kayvon Moore for Texas Tech, Courtney Ramey for Texas as well. Also like Kamaka Heppen, Gerald Little for Texas, Derek Culver from West Virginia, Brandon Knapper from West Virginia as well. He's a redshirt freshman, had a knee injury last year, and then Taylor Horton Tucker from Iowa State. Now let's look at the impact transfers. John's transfers to watch in the Big 12. Three from Kansas, Diedrich Lawson, K.J. Lawson, Charlie Moore. You out a lock for TCU, probably the top junior college prospect in the country. Mario Kegler and Makai Mason for Baylor. Michael Weathers for Oklahoma State. Mario Shyock from Iowa State. It was a longtime wing at Virginia. And then again, the two I mentioned from Texas Tech, Trey Goins, Matt Mooney. Now let's look at the breakout, guys. John's Big 12 breakout players for next season. Marcus Garrett for Kansas, Lamont West for West Virginia, Jericho Sims, who I love for Texas, Tristan Clark for Baylor, and Jamani McNeese for Oklahoma. We'd like to thank Kansas State head coach Bruce Weber for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week, same bad time, same bad channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.